Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Sleeping. Salakata back on the fan, by the way. Hi. Good morning. We started the show talking about... Actually, I think the first words out of my mouth this morning on the show were, Jalen Bronson! (laughs) Jalen Bronson! (laughs) For the record, I hate that, the roll call for players, but it was apropos when talking about Jalen Brunson last night. Anyway, I started the show with that, but quickly turned into, oh, the Yankees. Oh, the Yankees so upset that more than one Yankee player told his agent that playing at the stadium last weekend was brutal, a brutal experience. How could they ever? The weight of the pinstripes is way too heavy. Blame everybody else. It's the media's fault, the fans' fault. Yeah, because we boo and we're critical because we expect the Yankees. The New York Yankees, who they said, that they're the greatest franchise ever, win a World Series or boss, 27 championships, the gold standard, more like the bronze bombers, you know what I mean? They're upset that the fans and media are getting on them. Well, we want a division. Oh, hang a banner. Does that count? So can we do like 27 and a half now? 27 and a half world, time, world champions. Hey, they want a division. Counts for something. It's sad, really, where the Yankees have gone here. The negative, toxic environment to a point where maybe players don't want to play here anymore. Please. Please. What has happened to the New York Yankees? This, of course, on the heels of Steinbrenner telling the AP that, and I should specify, Hal Steinbrenner telling the AP that Aaron Boone is going to be back. And I'm paraphrasing. Which, of course, you know, we, we expect that both Cashman and Boone will be back. But to hear it from Steinbrenner himself, Boone's going to be back. Great. So no change there. Cashman will be back. Great. So no change there. And you can't have a situation where the Yankees don't operate like the Yankees used to and bring these guys back and expect that there's going to be a different result. But, I mean, that's a whole side story from what has become an embarrassment, whether it's blaming the wind and the roof, the exit velo, the injuries, and now the fans for being too harsh. Imagine that. Yankee fans have always been harsh. Generally, it's directed at the opponent. But now it's been directed at the Yankees, and rightfully so, because they haven't got the job done. They got embarrassed. Pedro's making fun of him, saying, who's your daddy now, Yankee fans? The Astros saying, hey, you wanted Houston? Guess what? You got it. Now you have a problem. It's really remarkable how things have changed to where the Yankee fans right now are angry. And the more that comes from the organization, the more... Anger there is with the fan base because the organization is completely tone deaf. Not understanding, not listening 
to their fans. Not that you got to listen to the fans and make every move, but just not having an understanding of why this is unacceptable. Hey, well, we make the playoffs every year. Yeah, big deal. You should make the playoffs every year. Can you try making the World Series once? But no, that's too much to ask, apparently. We've got to lower our standards. The Yankees used to be the gold standard. They're now the bronze bombers. The fans in New York, we are the gold standard. And we will never and should never lower that. Not every season has to be a World Series win. 2017 was terrific. Now, they needed to build off of that. They needed to build off of that great season out of nowhere. And they haven't been able to ever since. They've never gotten back to that point, Game 7 of the LCS. They got to Game 6 in 2019. They got to Game 4 this year. But they never got as far as that point in 2017. That's a problem. And if they can't see it, that's an even bigger problem. Anyway, we talked a lot of Yankees tonight, or this morning, I should say. A little bit of Knicks. We mentioned the Rangers losing to the Islanders out on the island. Uh, what are you going to do? It happens. It's early on. I'm not going to panic about the Rangers just yet. Uh, and that's basically been it. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. What's up, Hector? Sal, what is going on? Good morning, Hector. You're starting us off in this 4 o'clock hour. Nice of you to call earlier for a change. Lucky me. Lucky me. <laughs> um, But I, I'm, I'm listening. I'm watching. and These Yankee players, they just think they have to be new guys, like, to this season to New York. They couldn't have been around the last couple of seasons and first seen the whole indoor fiasco, then seen Julius Randle fiasco, and come out here and complain about fans boy. Like, this is what we do. Like you just said, this is what we do because we want to cheer the heck out of you guys. But for whatever reason, we're not getting those uh, those chances as much as we'd like, or at least when we'd like, which is, you know, playoffs, World Series, you know, NBA championship, whatever the case may be. I will say, Hector, I did think booing Aaron Judge was a bit much. I don't well, think that that get, was right. I'm going to get to that. See, uh, here's the thing. And it's the same thing with, with, with the whole mess thing. Oh, we got new ownership now. And that's understood, right? But I'm big, I'm 46 years old. This is not new to me. I understand we got new ownership. I understand you got to be patient, whatever. So it's the same thing with Aaron Judge, right? Yankee fans have been watching Aaron Judge for a few years. I spoke to you many times this season, right, about my buddy, who's not a Yankee fan, he's just a hater, but who would criticize Judge and say, oh, this is just a regular season, let's see what he does in the playoffs, he's the K-man, blah, 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 blah. Jack, Upper West Side, went back and forth, me and him, him and I, all season, because he would say almost the same thing. Not that, you know, but he was like, oh, I got to see him do this in the playoffs, and I kept going, you know, he's having a great year. So, this, if these, these guys that are not Yankee fans, imagine how Yankee fans are feeling. Yes, Judge had a great season. At the same time, they're like, okay, we've been here before. Maybe not this great, but you did hit 50 whatever home runs in a real rookie year. But we've been in the playoffs, and we failed as a team. We want to see better. So, yes, he had a great year, and maybe soon after the great year, but it's, all, it's a whole thing. It's all encompassing. It's not just this season. It's, it's, the last, it's the, his tenure with the Yankees. Correct. I would think. Well, That's why they, well they I, I, I still can't make an excuse for booing Judge, but I can understand where it's not just this season that has Yankee fans irate. It's the fact that they haven't been able to get over the hump since 20, well, really since 2009, but since 2017, specifically with this group, 
that, and it culminates in getting swept by the Astros where if you're not paying attention, it's complete regression. I don't understand how that's acceptable or why they think the Yankees think it should be acceptable. Well, we won the division. We won 99 games. What do you want, an award for that, a participation trophy? So now we're going to hang participation banners. Hey, we participated in the playoffs in 2022. Look at us. Yay. No, no, exactly. That That's it. It's, it's the whole thing. And, and it's everything you've been saying for the last couple of days. Is the whole boom thing, the whole manager. I forget who was it that said it. I think it might have been what we call in Spanish, Michael Cajo, um, Hector LeBron, who said, you could have won. Anybody could have won with Aaron Boone. That's why I never understood. Oh, well, they won 100 and something games. Listen, man, I could go win 100 games with that team. That team was ready to win. You know what I'm saying? And since they got rid of Joe Girardi, they've gone down. I don't care what anyone says. They haven't. They haven't. Well, Girardi hasn't helped his cause after the fact, no, no, obviously. Whether whether it was before, well, I mean, it's only you know now it's magnified even worse with the with the Phillies going to the World Series with Rob Thompson taking over. So, but Girardi was not good with Philadelphia, so I can't knock the Yankees for letting him go. But they haven't been as far as they went with him. Simple as that. That's a fact, it's not an opinion. Hey, listen, man. I think we we all have a little whatever. What do you call it? I got our face, whatever. We all wanted Girardi with the Mets. So <laughs> we kind of dodged that bullet, I guess. I mean, you never know how it works out, but listen. Yeah, but we wanted a like, real manager, and the Mets didn't yeah, get yeah, at, so at the... The Yankees' problem was they went the wrong way. Maybe they didn't went wrong for getting rid of Girardi, but they went to the wrong guy. To me, to me, they went to the wrong it guy. It wasn't that, even the... It, but it's not even who they chose. It's why they chose. It's the philosophy with the organization that is the problem. It's not even Boone himself, at least in my opinion. No, no, I listen, uh, and I'm not going to fight you on that because I don't think the Yankees should have went to that. I, I, like, I agree with you in some aspects of the Yankees need to be the Yankees. I never understood why you go moneyball when you don't. That's not you. You don't have those penny pinching problems. You don't need to do that. Be the I Yankees. Wait, do you, you think yeah, if the Rays had the Yankees, if the Rays had the Yankees' resources, are they going to act like the Rays? No, they'd act like the Yankees. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think these teams did that because they had to do it. The Yankees went and did it by choice. And they haven't been good at it. But, okay, enough. I can't believe I've spoken on the Yankees so much. But can I – I want to get on two things, if I may, with you. Go ahead. Um, the one thing is, just to the, the, the government comment I made, like, I, I just want to be clear. When I say I watched that Nolan Ryan documentary and I can see why the Gum I guess, wants to leave is because I never – as a New Yorker, I love New York, right? You understand it's not for everyone, whatever. But it's like, how can you not be happy here? You can have – especially if you have money. You can have whatever the heck you want here. You can live wherever you want. Like, what's there not to be happy about? But I watched a documentary, and it, it seemed like Ryan and his wife, they couldn't wait to get out of New York, right? And just because they weren't comfortable, because that they were, you know, that, that's not what they were used to. They were used to being in a small town. I think they were from Houston somewhere, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I watched that, and I'm like, you know what? Oh, man, maybe it's right that with everything that I'm saying and everything that we all believe about New York or whatever, and the fans treating him great. He just not comfortable here. Right. Well, that's <sighs> that's part of what I've been okay, telling you funny. for how long? I mean, I know, yeah. I know, but it's like I don't want to hear that. Like you know how I am. I'm stubborn. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to hear the truth. The truth hurts. And you I, can't handle the I truth. Love, <laughs> and I love New York. So it's like, what do you mean you want to get out? That's why I told you one point. Like, you know what? If you're not happy here, they get the hell out. Heck with that. Now, the other thing is. Ugh, tough loss by the Rangers, but whatever. Uh, Knicks, let's go Knicks, baby. And then the Giants. Like, I haven't really dove in because I'm emotionally hurt with these Mets teams still. You know, I'm still, I'm trying to get over it. Um, But I've heard the last couple of days and weeks, 
there's all this Daniel Jones and I think Bob Coley, you talk about you wrong, you need to apologize about Daniel Jones. I haven't watched every single minute of every game. And yes, the guy is playing better in the sense that he's not making mistakes and he's running around like crazy. I still yet to see, like, make a play with your arm. You know what I'm saying? Like, take over a game. Like, I, we're winning because we have great coaching, great halftime adjustments, pretty darn good defense. You know what I'm saying? And yes, Barkley and Jones are playing better. But to come out here and say, oh, we need to have an apology to her now for Daniel Jones, give me a break. I do want to ask you this, having said all that. Are the Giants a Stephon Diggs type move away from being legit? No, I don't think that they are, Hector. And thank you for the call. As always, appreciate checking in and holding you know, through the JJ spot. So we're uh, appreciative of that. I don't think that they're one wide receiver, whether it's Stephon Diggs or somebody else or Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, yeah, bring him back. I don't think they're one wide receiver away. I think right now the Giants are a legit football team for two reasons. Well, more than just two reasons, but at least two reasons within their own organization. Number one, Brian Dable. That's the most obvious one. He and his staff, Martindale get credit for that as well. He and his staff have done an excellent job with this football team week in, week out, keeping the games close and being able to put them in positions to succeed, and they've had they've had success. Number two, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, the combination of those two being healthy and productive. Barkley looks like a different running back this year than he did last year, and Daniel Jones has been much better, and he's shown improvement each week in the system run by Brian Dable. Now, the key to all of this is that the NFC is not very good. Now, that's not a knock on the Giants, but when you look around at the NFC, whether it's their quarterbacks, whether it's the teams, I don't see anybody that I look at and say, well, the Giants can't beat them. Well, the Giants definitely aren't as good as them. Yeah, on paper coming into the year, sure. In reality, it's just not the case. I don't look at the Vikings, the Eagles, even the Cowboys. Anybody from the West, anybody from the South, I don't look at them that much better than the Giants, if at all. Who? I mean, who would be your Super Bowl pick? Everybody's going to pick the Eagles now? Like, they can't be beat? They can be beat, and they will be beat at some point. And maybe we'll see the Giants play them head-to-head, and maybe there'll be a complete mismatch later on in the year. They don't play till later on in the year. I forget exactly which week, but it's later on in the season. And maybe we'll have a better feel for the Giants when they actually play some division games. They just played that one on Monday night against the Cowboys. But I do think the Giants are legit, and I don't believe that they're one wide receiver away from all of a sudden being a Super Bowl contender. Now, in the NFC, is different than overall. Because if you ask me about Bills, Chiefs, some of the other teams in the AFC, even the you know non-top teams, I know they beat the Ravens, but still. Ravens, Bengals, there's still some teams, Miami, still some teams that we can evaluate here in the next few weeks and think, okay, well, I mean, you might be able to rank six teams in the AFC over the top teams in the NFC. Maybe you throw the Eagles in there, and then everybody else is probably below the top five, six teams in the AFC. But, no, I think people get too caught up on the wide receivers. It would help. That's not the biggest issue. Paul is calling from Buffalo, New York. What's up, Paul? Hey, Sal. Good conversations tonight. i got to give it up to Hector. He's a great caller. He expresses himself 
quite well. Yeah, and he's lucky that I give him 10 minutes to do so. But, no, I do appreciate him calling in. I love Hector. Uh, here's, here's my point. Uh, Aaron Judge is going to make $50 million from somebody, and I've already mentally accepted it. It's not the Yankees. We already have gotten his best season, and in that best season, he was a non-factor in the postseason. I'll go to battle with an outfield of Bader, Benintendi, and Stanton, a closer named Edwin Diaz, and you know, two more players, a reliever and a player that would come from the money that I could spend on Judge. He's just if if the money's unlimited, of course you sign him, but it's not unlimited. And I know I'm going to make the playoffs anyway without Judge. Um, I need I need some guys who are going to be effective. Imagine just if we had Edwin Diaz on the Yankee roster this playoffs and not Aaron Judge, we probably would have swept Cleveland, had different pitching lineups against Houston, and who knows? I mean, Aaron Judge was a non-factor. Well, I do think Diaz would help the Yankees. I don't think there's any question about that. But how are you going to get the power? And let's say that the Yankees don't re-sign Judge, right? To your point, somebody's going to give him $400 bucks or whatever it may be. You know, 370 Yankees aren't willing to go there. So they then spend that money elsewhere. You said Benintendi. Fine. Who else did you say? Benintendi, Bader, and Stanton. That's not well, a terrible right, so, outfield. All right, but then what, what are you doing? You're not going to bring in anybody else on the infield? You're going to ride with the On infield? the infield, I, I assume I'm going to spend half the money I would have spent on Judge on a closer. Okay. The other half goes to a player, and I don't know the free agent list. Well, or, another, or a player and a reliever. Well, the point is that you're not going to replace the power that you would be missing from Judge. You're not well, getting correct. that. So we're, so we're losing, well, you know what, but, he's going to hit next year, 50 home runs right. and 120. But that's a big deal. And then it's even going to be further emphasized when John Carl Stanton inevitably goes down with another injury. So yeah, now. I'm still going to make the playoffs, so. Uh, I'm still I mean, gonna make the playoffs. You gotta be you better be careful matters. with that. No judge, no John Carl Stanton. You think that Yankee team is surefire for the playoffs when you're not John adding John Carlos gonna play his hundred and twenty. It's not like he's gonna miss the season. Uh, he, he's so unreliable. Year, he ended up with thirty and eighty. He's... I, I mean, on a good year, he's thirty and hundred. The Yankees would be nowhere this year without Aaron Judge. Just where they are right now, nowhere. Golfing. No, I mean they got to the ALCS, Paul. I mean that's not that's not nowhere. They're now going it's... downhill though, Sal. They need right, but to you want them to it. lose Judge and keep Benintendi or bring back Benintendi and sign Edwin Diaz? You think that that's going to make them, them better? I want them to replace Judge with three baseball players. I, that I can understand, but those three are not going to get them done. And thanks for the uh, the call, Paul. I appreciate it. Those three are not going to get the job done. I mean, even if you say, all right, Trey Turner, sure. Really, they need Judge and then those three players. If you're telling me, bring back Judge, okay. Sign Diaz, okay, I like it. Now they actually have a closer. Sign Ben Attendee, you have him here long-term. Bring back Rizzo. I mean, it's still a similar ball club. You know, what are you doing with Donaldson? What's LeMayhew's deal? Is Stanton going to be able to be healthy? Assuming they would trade Glaber for something. But you can't let Judge walk, lose that production, and say, well, you know what, I'll go with an outfield of Bader, Stanton, and Benintendi. Well, then, what's your DH situation looking like? Where are you getting the power that you just lost? And what happens when Stanton misses a few weeks here or there throughout the course of the season? Where's the power then? Harrison Bader is not going to provide it. Neither is Benintendi. To me, I've had enough with Glaber. I've had enough with Stanton. And I know he's not 
the reason why they've struggled, but I just, the look of the team, having Stanton limits what you could do with that lineup. Is he an outfielder or is he not? You have to worry about the injuries or or don't you? Is he going to be a consistent performer or not? Because at times for months, he looks like he's lost. And then all of a sudden he goes on a two or three week tear that you can't get the guy out. I, I'd rather have consistency. Me personally. They could use an actual catcher. You know, somebody who could hit and defend. Haven't been able to find that either. Trevino was an all-star. Now he got exposed as maybe the backup that he is. All due respect. And on and on we go. And that's not even mentioning the bullpen. 877 or the rotation. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Going on 5 a.m., the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. This is my last workday of the week, taking off tomorrow here from the fan end, both today and tomorrow from SNY, going to the Sandler concert tonight at UBS. I cannot wait to go check that out. It's been years in the making since the pandemic, pre-pandemic. I had tickets to go see the Sandman down in Atlantic City at the time. That obviously got canceled, and here we are two and a half years later. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe about, uh, yeah, well, maybe March of 2020. Yeah, about two and a half years later. And now we'll see him tonight at UBS. More than two and a half years, Fleek? Is my math off here? That was February, here? March, or March of 2020. Right, so for, uh, right, exactly. Two, yeah, well, no, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half would have been September. Right, okay, so a little bit more than two and a half, right. Thank you for doing that. Um, and at the time, if you told yourself, you know, that there was an issue and a delay for pre-pandemic, South 2020 in March would have said, what is a pandemic? Yeah, I think I did. I remember sitting in this same studio talking to you about me going to the Adam Sandler concert in Atlantic City on March, whatever it may have been, 18, 21st, who the hell knows what it was back then. And then, boom, the world ended. And here we are two over two and a half years later. Crazy. The Sandman back making the rounds. I can't wait to see it. 877. Anyway, so this is the last half hour you have to talk to me. And I'm shutting it down. That's it. No tweeting this weekend. Definitely not once Friday hits. Maybe a picture or something from the concert tomorrow if there's a good one. But outside of that, nothing Friday, nothing Saturday, not a Sunday. See you Monday morning, 2 a.m. 877-337-6666. Oh, look who it is. Stewart's calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart. Good morning, Sal. They uh, discuss keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You're so negative. Well, this, I have every right to be negative. This is ridiculous. And if they let they let Judge walk, that's going to even be a bigger mess. The, the, the bleacher creatures are going to go crazy. The chambers are going to burn it down, hmm. and we're going to have a little fun with that. Literally. I'll tell you what. Literally. Oh, trust me, you don't, you have no idea. No, I do. I mean, I've, I've seen some of them in action. Idea. I would be concerned. Seen that. You've seen that. You saw the stadium in the 70s when it was bare? 70s, oh, no. No. The 70s, it was bone dry. There was maybe 5,000 people in the ballpark. Were you, was this the time where you were a Mets fan or you were a Yankee Mets, fan at that time? Mets fan, yes. Oh, you Mets. were. Okay, right. Yes. But the thing is, Sal, it was bad. I was watching the Yankees. There was nobody there. 
That's the only way you hit the owl in the pocket. You have to hit him in the pocket, don't show up. The simple fact is, if you hit him in the wallet, then maybe he'll wait. Wait, no, I don't think he will wake up. I think he's not. <laughs> so dense. So the stupid team, but he's not going to do that because, oh, I think, I think that if we give him a playoff team every year, blah, 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 blah. All right, Please so let's assume, let's assume he's not going to sell the team, right? I think right. that's a safe assumption. What right. What it do is, you want? I want I want Boone and Cashman and the analytics department gone. Let's say that that's gone. not going to happen because they they're probably going to add more uh, analytics. Um, they they are right. keeping Boone. That's already been said. Cashman is likely to be back. Then what? What do you want? What do I want? Add some players, man. Get rid of Donaldson. Kind of a lot. See what these kids can do. If they can't do it, you get other people. Get other get other kids. Get other people in the system. What's going to happen, Stuart? Because we're you know we're getting somewhere here now. They're not right. going to sell the team. Cashman and Boone are likely going to be back. They're not going to be able to get rid of a lot of these players. What's going to happen in the event that we're here talking about this in March, getting set for opening day, where the Yankees look very similar to what they looked like this past year? Well, as John Lennon said, it's been a hard day's night. That was John Lennon? Yeah, the Beatles, A Hard Day's Night. Huh. We know he wrote that one for sure, or Paul McCartney wrote that one? I think there was a collaborative effort. I think John was the lead singer, and it was in 1964. Interesting. When I think of John Lennon specifically, I think I like the slower songs. But maybe that's just me. I'm not a Beatles expert. What I like about John Lennon is his brain. The way he felt, the way he functioned, the way he turned out song after song after song. Along with Paul and George was the unsung hero. Did you watch and that George. Beatles special on Apple TV that bored me to death? I didn't watch the Beatles special. I grew up with them, so I lived Oh, it. okay. Well, they had, I like, behind the, the scenes. It was, like, the making uh, of I, some I, album I or Beatles. song. I got the Beatles channel on Sirius XM. I hear it all the time. Behind the scenes, whatever went into each recording. You have, oh, my God, even I'm learning stuff that I didn't even know. How the other songwriters and singers and people that were in the entertainment industry influenced them. Hmm. Barry, Little Richard. Uh, Did you watch them on the Ed Sullivan show? Yes. Yeah. I got. I used to love the Ed Sullivan Theater where Dave Letterman did his show. Oh, yeah, definitely. uh, I miss Dave. I miss Dave terribly. Dave's the goat. The goat? Dave Letterman of Late Night? Yeah. Alan Burke was the goat. Who? Alan Burke was the goat. No, Dave Letterman. No, no, no. Oh, no, Letterman, 100%. Uh, uh, uh. I take Johnny Carson over Letterman. No way. Now, I know Dave would take Carson over Letterman, too, but Dave's the best. No <laughs> you way. Right. You got that right. I mean, Dave was good. Don't get me wrong, but I like John. Like oh, Johnny Dave's Carson. the best. I miss him I terribly. Like, I like watching Leno for a while. You ever drive any of those guys around or what in your days as a driver? Janet Lee. Mm, I feel like I've heard you know of her Janet before. Lee's? Oh, no, t- explain it to me. She's gone with the wind. Oh, no, I never saw Sally it. Sally Struthers? You've heard of her, right? Jane Lee? No, Sally Struthers. Oh, yeah, I've heard of her. JoJo Starbuck? Uh, no. She was a famous ice skater back in the 70s. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, who else? Oh, Jackie O. And Jackie, well, Jackie O, I knew. That one I knew. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, Sally Struthers. What was she in again? Yeah. I'm looking her up now. Uh, you don't remember what she was in other than your cab? You don't remember what she was in? All in the Family. Oh, okay. Yeah, not familiar with it. No, 
But I know. Anyway, Dave's the goat. All right. Okay. But the thing is. Which, which one's all in the family? What show is that? A that t- was Archie Bunker. Oh, yeah, that one I know. Yes. I forgot the name of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that the- was her? She was the, the wife of Archie Bunker or the daughter? No, she was the daughter of Archie Bunker and the wife of Meathead, Rob Reiner. Oh, okay. Yes. And, uh, wait, uh, that's Rob Reiner? Yep. I never knew that. Yes. Wow. You learn something new every day. I remember uh, I remember all in the family now, but I didn't know that uh that was Rob Reiner. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Wow, look at me. I'm lost on this. Stuart, you're educating me this morning. I'm embarrassed. Uh, uh, we tried. Not as embarrassed <laughs> as the Yankees should be, but I'm embarrassed a little bit. You, no, nobody should be as embarrassed as the Yankees. And bring him back, Cashman. I cannot believe that that is Rob Reiner. Thank you for the call, Stuart, and for the lesson. You knew that, Fleegs? Man, I'm out of it. I mean, I knew the guy's face, but I had no idea that was Rob Reiner. Yeah, that was a good show. I used to watch that when I was younger. I mean, now it's, you know, it would never air. But, anyway, back to the original point. Dave, Letterman, Goat, Steve is on Long Island. What's up, Steve? Hey, Sal. Long time no speak, uh, but I still uh, enjoy your show. And uh, uh, with reference to the last caller, John and Carson is the Goat. And uh, All in the Family is uh, on cable. You can see it on multiple channels. So uh, as uh, difficult as it is uh, to watch, uh, it is definitely on the air, and you can see it multiple times. Oh, so it still is airing today? I figured they would oh, take yeah. it off for, you know, uh, uh, inappropriate, yeah. be- you know. No, no, no. It's it's, uh, it's still on the air. It's satire. It, I mean, that's I think they allow it because he they're, they're making the, the whole premise behind the show is how ridiculous Archie Bunker is. The writers of the show, the producer, developed the show, Norman Lear, mm-hmm. was among uh, the most ardent liberals in Hollywood at the time. So the show was not to glorify uh, bigotry. It was to poke fun and make, uh, to show how ridiculous uh, bigots are. So that's why the show... Uh, is allowed to air. If it was uh, a show glorifying bigotry, uh, it wouldn't be on. I agree with you, but it's mm-hmm. the exact opposite. I don't know enough about it clearly to yeah. g- give an opinion, but I do, or, or to, to you know make it say that it shouldn't be on or whatever. But I just assume I, I know it's obviously old school, and I've seen enough to know the feel of the show. Now, it was it was groundbreaking. I was I was fairly young when it came on, but I did watch it. Uh, and uh, it was just a tremendous, tremendous show. There was an episode, I don't know if you ever saw it, with Sammy Davis Jr. speaking about the cabs. Archie was a cab driver no. at the time. And, and Sammy Davis Jr. was was his passenger and left a briefcase or something in his cab and came to his home, to Archie's home, to pick it up. It is maybe the funniest television episode of any show that I've ever seen. Yeah, I used to, I used to enjoy... Um, Archie, Bunk, uh, Archie Bunker, now that I'm looking at him, and thanks for the call, Steve, as I'm looking at the IMD, uh, IMDB page here. Um, he looks like uh, Eddie Erickson, who used to work here. Uh, my good buddy, Eddie Erickson, him and I used to work on Francesa's show together, and he still produces for uh, Mad Dog Russo. He, Carol O'Connor, that's, he remind, his face reminds me of Eddie Erickson's face. If he had black hair, it'd be identical. And wonder if he's got the plumber's crack going like Eddie used to have when he would cut tape. Uh, anyway, Rob, I'm blown away by this. 
that Rob Reiner is that same dude that I remember in All in the Family, the young guy. Hmm, who knew? All that. How do we even get on this conversation? Oh, because Stewart. It's Stewart, man. He's had some He's got to write a book. Interesting. Now I want to watch a couple of these episodes. Get get familiar again. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Taking your calls till 5 a.m., the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. We're talking Yankees here. Uh, look, it was great to see Jalen Brunson in action for the Knicks. It has been great to see him so far to start the season. What a difference he has been for them at point guard. We all know how important the point guard position is. We all know the Knicks haven't had one in many years, but when you actually see it play out the way that it has so far, you're reminded, yes, this is what it's supposed to look like. A guy who can run the floor and make his teammates better, knock down a big shot, a big three, take the ball to the rim, find the open player. I mean, Jalen Brunson has been a stud so far for the Knicks, even better than I thought. It's just a shame that R.J. Barrett hasn't taken that next step. They need somebody who can shoot, and Barrett cannot do that. Neither can Julius Randle. Those guys are good. They're okay. But that's what's holding them back from becoming a, I don't know if legitimate's the right word, but a championship caliber team. They need more shooters uh, on the team. Or or if Randle and R.J. Barrett were better shooters, they'd be in a much better position. Anyway, Eric is in Ron Conkama. Eric, we didn't get a chance to get to you yesterday. Ran out of time. Thanks for calling back today. How are you? Oh, good, good. Yeah, that's right. I think I'm not sure my topic was great yesterday. Anyway, so I'm not. But uh, you called. You, know, you called I, with like two minutes left in the show, so we just we were too busy. Yeah, I, yeah. It was hard to get through yesterday, and then when I finally, uh, you know, finally got through it, uh, yeah, mm. it took a while. But that's right. I don't mind, uh, you know, leaving it to, to Hector to close the show. To, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I, first of all, I think we need to have start a uh, safe Stewart uh, movement because <laughs> it sounds like he's. Uh, uh, if, they, if they stay on course with the way they're going, uh, Stewart's not going to be happy uh, next spring. That's and there's going to um, be there's going to be no point to continue to complain because it's going to be the same thing. And that's kind of where I was going right. with that. He's going to be saying the yeah. same stuff. They're not changing anything. Yeah, and, and you know, and you know what? Look, here's I think a part of what's uh, the problem going on with with the Yankees and, and, pr- and maybe with the way the, the the fans are looking at it because you know. Despite you know some of the the outcomes uh, you know this year last year, the Yankees themselves uh, certainly in, in the division. I'm not sure about all the American League. They lost a lot of their mystique. Uh, the, the teams are no longer really afraid of them. I mean, Tampa, you know, is not afraid of them, even though they were you know handled them a little bit better this year. Boston's not afraid of them anymore. They won a few World Series. Um, I mean, Toronto lately doesn't seem to be, and we know Houston's Well, not. if you remember, um, Eric, because you're reminding me, earlier in the year, the first series that the Yankees played the Jays at the stadium, that was the first thing I said was the Blue Jays aren't intimidated. Even for a young right. team coming into Yankee Stadium, there's not that 
wow intimidation factor that there used to be. And that is proven to be true now over the years. It's just not there anymore for the Yankees. Yeah, and, and, and I think you just touched on a, on a big point because a lot of these teams are a lot younger now, too, than I think you know, the Yankees are for the most part, uh, which I think plays into that uh, uh, non-intimidation because they, you know, whether they don't know any better or they just, you know, they're, maybe they're a little hungrier knowing that they're just getting into the league, whatever the reason is. But I, I think the, the Yankee fans are just so used to mopping the floor with a lot of these teams, you know, the Baltimore or whoever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, Minnesota, I mean, Minnesota might as well just, you know, forfeit the series and let them go. Oh, the whole AL Central is worthless. Right, right. I mean, I think they're just used to that in general. And and the other part of the problem is, like you mentioned, if things stay the same for the Yankees, the, the baseball itself has been changing, so they're not adapting to the – the current situation. I mean, there's actually more playoff teams now, even than there were last year, right. to be able to get in there. But they're, they're they're keeping the same way of doing things on the team, where it's clearly not working. But you know, they're not doing anything to change it. I mean, as we're all seeing, uh, you know, so it's got to be. I, I can see why it'd be frustrating to a fan base. I mean, you know, we that's why you know we were saying as Mets fans for years they they got to you know, do something different, and they finally did, but there's no way Hal Steinbrenn is selling that team. No, well, that's, that right it, no, it's never going to happen. And just like I didn't yeah. think that the Mets would ever sell, to your point, Eric, and thank you for the call, as always, good to hear from you. They're not going to sell the team. That's a stupid thing to even bring up, right? So could they change the general manager and manager? Eventually, you would think, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen this year. I would have done it last year, so here we go again. So you cannot sell me the idea of both Cashman and Boone being back and not spending egregiously this offseason. They have to do one or the other. Either change the general manager and the manager and reconstruct this team or reconfigure this team, or if you're going to keep them like it sounds like they're going to, then they have to go out there and just spend ridiculously the way that they used to to try to make this team better and give fans a reason to be excited. There's no reason to believe that they will do that. They can do that. It's just a matter of if they choose to do that. Pete is calling from White Plains. What's up, Pete? Hey, what's up, Sal? How are you? How are you, Pete? Um, so I, good. Um, I have an unpopular opinion, and it's because uh, you know, I love Judge as a player. I, I like him as a guy. It's all my son talks about. Uh, but the guy's 31 years old. He's never going to replicate the season he just had. He's injury-prone. He's a ghost in the playoffs. Um, and I kind of think uh, it reminds me, uh, you know, to, to a larger scale, he's kind of like Robinson Cano where, you know, let, let himself into the sunset somewhere. Let someone else spend the money on him, and let's let's use that money and, and kind of rebuild uh, rebuild the, the team because right now it's not working out. Um, and, and, again, uh, you know, it's not a knock on Aaron, Aaron Judge. I love Aaron Judge, but – He's, he's 31, and uh, he really hasn't proved anything in the playoffs. Right, but kind of why why not be able to bring Judge back and go get other players to help rebuild this team? Because because this isn't George Steinbrenner. It's this hibernating house, and he's not going to spend the money, and uh, he, he's nowhere to be found. Um, 
he's just not going to do it. I don't think he's going to do it. See, this is similar. Do you remember the conversation years ago with DeGrom before the Mets signed DeGrom? And obviously before Steve Cohen was there, the conversation was, oh, they got to trade DeGrom. They got to trade DeGrom because they're not going to be able to afford him. So they need to go out there and get the pieces that maybe they could afford and build a team. And I always said, no, that's asinine. You do that, you might as well fold up shop and get lost. Well, now you're saying that the Yankees are acting like the Mets pre-Steve Cohen by saying, yeah, I love Judge and be great, but they can't bring him back and go get other players because they just don't spend like that. Well, that's the problem. Sometimes you do need to spend the way that the old Yankees used to. That's the issue. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, they, if it was if it was George Steinbrenner, you know, you know, Judge would have been locked up already and, and he'd be going nuts right now. Uh, you know, Cashman signs a bad contract. You know, you have, we have Donaldson and Hicks, uh, I think, to the tune and, and, and philosopher for the, the tune of like $64 million a year. Uh, you know, bring up the young guys, bring up the Peraza's, the Cabrera's, maybe give Volpe a chance, um, and then go out and, and get the missing pieces. That, you know, I think the some good things Cashman did this year was, was uh, bringing in Benintendi and Bader and, and, you know, guys that get on base and aren't just home run hitters. I think you got to rebuild the team that way. So let's say, and thank you for the call, Pete, and I do like the idea of building a more balanced team. Let's say the Yankees say, okay, we want to see what Benintendi really can do. He was hurt. He struggled when he first got here, then he got hurt, and then that was that. So maybe they like the idea of Benatendi, left-handed bat, a guy who can be a good fielder, a guy who's supposed to put the bat on the ball, hit for average, be a leadoff guy, whatever. You have Benatendi, Bader, but then you need to bring Judge back and have power in that outfield. Benatendi and Bader are not power guys, despite Harrison Bader doing his best Mickey Mantle impression in the postseason. So they have to bring Judge back. And then what do you do in the infield? I mean, they could trade Glaber Torres for what? I don't know. LeMayhew's under contract. Donaldson's under contract. You can move IKF to the bench. You're not going to bring up all the young guys. They need to figure out, you know, maybe the Yankees can package Glaber with Cabrera or Peraza. And it, let's say they love Volpe. Keep Volpe and then maybe move the other guys for, I don't know, a stud catcher or... Uh, a stud bullpen arm. I don't know. Obviously, not going to trade all of them for a bullpen arm, but you get the point. They got to kind of reshuffle the deck here and move the pieces around to make the puzzle fit. Because you can't tell me, all right, well, Benintendi back. I like Rizzo, so I got to bring Rizzo back. Judge back. Bader in center. Well, then where are they upgrading? Are they going to move on from Josh Donaldson? They're just going to eat that twenty million or twenty-eight million because there's an eight million buyout after this next year. I think it's twenty million or twenty-one million for next year. Then an eight million dollar buyout. You're talking about almost thirty million bucks just to get rid of Josh Donaldson. Might be stuck with him. And the Yankees, they, they have major issues here. And then on top of that. And I know you, you know, some people say, "Oh, major issues." They won the division, won ninety nine games. Yeah, I think that was an aberration. I think they were more the team that we saw in July and August than what they were in April, May, June. Because you saw it in the postseason as well. Is are we going to have another double down from Brian Cashman like we did following the disappointment of twenty twenty into twenty twenty one? Is that what we're going to get again? 
all right, well, it was disappointing in 2022. Let's double down and go at it again, assuming that health was our big issue. And if we could just get LeMayu healthy and Benatendi healthy, we'll be good to go. I mean, I, I just don't understand how many times you can bang your head against the wall with this thing. Time for a change. And I don't think, to your point, you know, previous caller's point, I don't think that change could be or should be letting Judge walk. I get why you're saying that. It's got to be in addition to Judge for many reasons. He's the star. He's the face of the team. His production on the field this season is what carried the Yankees to the postseason. You need him there. And yeah, it sounds nice to say, well, we can't get him back. Use that money on three or four other players. I've seen that a million times with the Mets. It doesn't work. You need stars. Obviously, you need balance and depth too, but you need the stars. If you take Judge off this team, there's no one that's going to replace him. Now you're left with Giancarlo Stanton as your lone, legit star power bat. And that's not enough. I mean, even if you brought Rizzo back, Rizzo's not, he's good. He's a power bat, but he's not that star power bat that we're talking about. They need judge and then some. And they better hope that the prospects who they keep talking about and holding on to, like they're going to be some superstars, they better hope that those guys are superstars. You know, the way that Gary Sanchez and Gleyber Torres turned out to be. Remember those guys? Hey, the Yankees made trades in 2016 in a year where they were rebuilding. They weren't going to make the playoffs. They sold. The New York Yankees were sellers in 2016. And two of the big pieces they got back were Gleyber Torres and Clint Frazier. Those guys have not panned out. Gary Sanchez, who won showed promise, did not pan out. That's a big part of why the Yankees haven't gotten over the hump as well. And now we're supposed to expect that Peraza, Cabrera, Volpe, they're going to be the next answers? I wouldn't hold my breath. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleegs, as always, for all his help. Thanks to everybody who listened and who called. We appreciate it. I'm off tomorrow. You got Pat Boyle filling in. I would say enjoy him, but I'm not sure that's possible. No, I'm just kidding. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be back on Monday morning. Going to see the Sandman tonight. Can't wait for that. Warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. WFNN.